This is the Practical Teaching Tips Podcast. I am your host, Richard James Rogers, high school science and chemistry teacher and author of the award-winning book, The Quick Guide to Classroom Management. Well, hello, everybody, and a very warm welcome to today's episode on the Practical Teaching Tips podcast. I am your host, Richard James Rogers, and you can find my website for teachers at richardjamesrogers.com. Today, I want to discuss and go through a topic that is extremely important for preparing students for exams for preparing students for assessments, and also, as as I hope that um, you'll discover throughout today's episode, training students for the rigours of the assessments that are going to come up for them. So what am I going to talk about today? Well, as you've probably guessed from the title, I'm going to be talking about past papers, past exam papers. Now, these really are the very best tools we can use as teachers to prepare students for exams. There's, there's just no question about it. Um, think about anything that you want to get good at in life. Uh, perhaps it's martial arts, maybe badminton. Maybe you want to get good at um, engineering or anything. Well, of course, the old axiom matters. Practice makes perfect practice makes perfect and with our students what I am seeing uh, certainly in my role as a tutor um, which is quite an interesting role because I get to work with students that go to different schools than I teach at um, and I, I see what they're doing in class and I see what their teachers are giving them as homework and as assessments. And unfortunately, what I'm seeing and what I've seen for many years, actually, is that teachers, generally speaking, are not giving past exam paper questions enough to their students. And it's really unfortunate because I think teachers who do that are really missing out on the very best preparation tools available and I want today to go through five different ways in which we as teachers can use past exam paper questions with our students and also today I want to emphasize why and how these past paper questions are just so vitally important. Um, so let's first of all go through why past paper questions are so vital and I've kind of hit on it already but it comes down to the idea of training and as teachers I think we sometimes forget that we don't just teach but we train we train our students as well as teach them now as a science teacher I am very well aware of this because I have to train my students to do different experiments, to use laboratory equipment, to follow certain methods. And that takes time and it takes practice. But for teachers who are teaching non-practical subjects, I think sometimes it can, um, 
it can be left behind this idea of training and students need training no matter which subject they're studying they need training to prepare for not only the time constraints of their final exams but also the language in the final exams and also the the methods of answering questions um for my personal exams that I teach um, and I train students for, typically it's one mark per minute for the IGCSE exams. So what that means is if a student is doing a 60 mark paper, that should take them 60 minutes to complete. Now that is part of their training and my job as a teacher is to train my students to finish 60 marks in 60 minutes or 110 marks in 120 minutes, whatever the time constraints are of the exam. And if students have never seen a past paper before and have never had a timed assessment that uses past paper questions and all of a sudden they're thrown into the final exams or their mock exams, the students are going to get a real shock and it's not really the students fault if they fail abysmally at that stage if they've never seen past paper questions before because we do have a duty as teachers to train our students not just to teach them um, and also the great thing that past exam papers do for students is it teaches them something called exam technique and this is something that I think teachers in general need to spend more time on. And I'm certainly very aware of it. Um, I, I certainly know that in any academic year, I have got to train my students by giving them exam practice and um, and utilizing exam technique training as much as possible. And, you know, sometimes I fall short, you know, sometimes... I look at my scheme of work and my curricular maps and I think, hmm, I need to do some more exam paper practice. It's always something that I think teachers can work on and can um, expose our students to. So the question now is, how do we do that? And that's what this Practical Teaching Tips podcast is all about. I want to give teachers everywhere real actionable tips that uh, we can use in the classroom straight away. So, how do we use these past paper questions? Well, the first item on my list is for regular testing. Every time we are giving our students end of unit tests or synoptic assessments or really any kind of assessment, they should be doing past exam paper questions. Or if you don't have a lot of past paper questions in your resource bank and you're trying to save them for the mock exam for example at least at the very least the students should be doing exam style questions and where can we find exam style questions they're often found in textbooks they can also be found online at places like uh, the times educational supplement tes.com uh, places like twinkle um, and there are other websites where they're shared and often actually exam boards will either sell their past papers to teachers and schools or they'll give them away for free. I am very lucky that I teach Edexcel IGCSE Chemistry and IGCSE Science because Edexcel give most of their 
past papers away for free on their website. The same is true of CIE, the Cambridge International Exam Board. Um, and if you look carefully on the internet, you can find past exam paper questions for most subjects. Today, I was doing some mathematics tutoring, actually, um, online for a year six student. So he's about uh, 11 years old. And I, I literally went through uh, the British Key Stage 2 SATs questions for ratio and proportion. And they were a great training tool for him. They really got him to see how to answer particular questions and gave him experience as well. Um, important experience. So whatever exam board you're following, um, maybe you're an American teacher and you're preparing students for GRE exams or SAT exams. Maybe you're a British teacher or an Australian teacher or an international teacher and you're preparing students for IGCSEs or A-levels or IB diploma exams. Whatever exam board you're following, get a hold of as many past papers and past paper questions as possible because you can use them in end of unit tests and you can use them in synoptic assessments. Very important, they will give your students the essential training they need to prepare them for the exams. And of course, please don't forget to get the answers or the mark schemes from the exam boards as well and share those with your students. The number of tutees I've had over the years, and, and this really baffles me, Maybe someone listening to this podcast can answer this question for me. But why is it that so many schools give students tests, give the students the test papers back, just ticked and flicked with a mark, and never give the students the mark schemes? And never give the students the answers, the model answers? Why does that happen so much? That really baffles me, and, and that does not help the students at all. When students do their end of unit tests or their mock exams or whatever tests they're doing, no matter what age they are, they need the model answers after the test is done. They need to have a document that shows the students the answers and the students need to see where they've, where they've slipped up and, and they need to make corrections. And we as teachers need to go through the tests with our students. It's incredible to me. Um, I tutor students from top international schools here in Bangkok, Thailand. Thankfully, my school I work at is a brilliant school and, and we, we do everything properly. But there's a lot of very prestigious international schools in Bangkok and I'm tutoring their students. And guess what? A lot of them are not getting their exam papers back and they're not getting their... Um, mark schemes and answers for the exam papers as well so uh, it's really just it's not good for the students they need to know where they've slipped up they need to know the methodologies they need to follow and they need to know the model answers so please consider that every time you do an end of unit test or a synoptic assessment use past paper questions or exam style questions and always 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 Give students the answers, the model answers and the or the mark schemes when they finish the test and they've got their papers back. OK, so number two on my list for using past papers is in-class structured revision. 
Now, this is best done when you're preparing students for an upcoming test, such as the week before the test is happening, or when the students have finished the course and you're just revising for final exams, which is a position I'm lucky to find myself in now with my IGCSE chemistry students. So how can we do this? A method you might want to consider is taking past papers, cutting up the questions, and cutting up the model answers. And what students can do is they can come to your desk one at a time, they can pick up a question, and when they've finished a question, they can come to your desk again or to a designated area in your room and pick up the model answer. And they can just do the questions one by one and answer the questions one by one and check their answers one by one. And I have found that this is a very interactive and competitive way, actually, to get students exposed to exam-style questions. You'll often find that very high-achieving students will try and beat their friends um, by doing more questions than, than their friends can do. And they'll, they'll have little um, competitions to see who can answer the most questions. Um, so it's, it's really quite fun. Another thing you might want to consider doing is looking at how long your lessons are. So in my case, my lessons are mostly an hour long. And choosing questions, exam style questions or past paper questions that the students can complete in that lesson, mark in that lesson and correct in that lesson. So what I often give my students these days are what I call 40-20 papers. Now what does that mean? Well, I will give them a, a question paper that I have created from past paper questions. So it's, it's built up from past paper questions. And there'll be 40 marks, in my case, worth of questions. Now, for me, 40 marks is about 40 minutes. So the students will spend 40 minutes doing the 40 marks of questions. Then I stop them. And that trains the students to be good at time management as well. And then I will give them the rest of the lesson, which by that time is 15 or 20 minutes, to mark their own questions, or maybe they'll swap and peer assess using the mark schemes I've provided. And I will be a consultant in the classroom to help students who are not sure how many marks they've got or who are not sure if their answer is good enough. And I always tell my students to be as strict as possible when they are marking. If their answer does not match the mark scheme perfectly, then they should mark it wrong. In my case, that's how it works. In your case, you'll have to look at your exam papers your past papers, your mark schemes, and see if there's leniency. But for me, because I teach chemistry, really there's only right or wrong answers, and there isn't really much room for manoeuvre when students answer the questions. So I can be very cut and dry with my feedback, um, but you might need to be a bit more flexible depending on the subject you teach. Um, so think about that, okay? Doing in-class structured revision. Number three on my list is homework. This is a great way, again, to train students in time management. Um, as the students have finished their course or they're preparing for tests or assessments, I will often give my students homework that includes past paper questions, which they must do under timed um, conditions. 
So let's say I were to give my students 30 marks of past paper questions to do for homework. I would tell my students to either time themselves for 30 minutes and stop the homework after 30 minutes, or what I've started doing is telling the students to write on the paper, on the homework, how many minutes it took them to finish. And the aim is, as I give more and more of these homeworks, for the time it takes them to finish to decrease. And eventually we want, we want to get that time below the number of minutes that the questions take. So if the questions are supposed to take 30 minutes in the real exam, I would be happy if eventually my students got below 30 minutes to perhaps 25 minutes. So then they've got at least five minutes to read over their answers again and double check, double check the questions. So think about that. Think about how you can use past exam paper questions for homework as well. It can be a very, very powerful tool, again, for training and for um, exposure to the exam style questions and also um, giving students um, time management skills. Okay, number four on my list is an unusual technique, but it's becoming more and more popular, and that is something I like to call reverse questioning. Now, what does that mean? It means that you give the students the answers, and the students have to write what they think the question is that's asking for that answer. Um, now, this is quite a difficult strategy to implement in the classroom without a specialist software um, or without time. Um, but as long as you've got a little bit of time to prepare this and you've, you've got something like Quizlet or quizzes or something like that, this can be done um, with, with not much hassle. Um, I find, again, that if you take the past papers, cut up the questions and answers, and you can do the, the reverse technique I mentioned before. You can give the students the answers and the students have to write what they think the question was. So that really gets the students thinking carefully about the topics they need to revise and also about the language of the exam questions they can expect to see. And also it gets the students used to things called command terms. And those are the very important words at the start of questions. So words like explain, describe, state, deduce, calculate. Very important command terms which the students need a lot of exposure to. Um, a very common command term problem that comes up for me is that when a question says explain, the students have to put because somewhere in their answer. So, for example, if the question said, um, explain why atom one is an isotope of atom B, let's say, the answer would say um, atom one is an isotope of atom B because atom A has two more neutrons than atom B but has the same number of protons. So that would be a good answer to a question that said explain. So it's getting students used to these command terms and by giving students the answers first and getting the students to write the questions, that's a great way to reinforce these command terms. So, so think about doing that. 
Finally, number five on my list are what I like to call frameworks. And you can use past paper questions as frameworks for revision. So good examples include flashcards. Flashcards are a brilliant revision tool. A lot of research has been done and flashcards is way up there as one of the most effective revision techniques students can use. What are flashcards? Basically, um, they're little cards the students make and there's a question on one side and the answer on the other side. Of course, what we're going to try to do is use past paper questions and, of course, the model answers. Um, Quizlet is a great um, online free piece of software students can use to create flashcards. There's a lot of flashcards that teachers have already made on Quizlet um, that you can use with your students. There are other pieces of software like um, Quizzes, for example, Kahoot, which I'm sure a lot of you know about, Blookit. Uh, which are just great apps that teachers can use to um, give the students multiple choice questions and um, combine those with flashcards. Um, I think, however, students still like to make their own flashcards from paper and card and colouring pens and pencils. Um, I do this a lot with my students. In fact, very recently, I had a few groups of Year 10 students creating flashcards uh, for a topic we'd studied, and, and they loved the task. It can be very relaxing. Um, you can do it as a group activity. Um, and students, I think, enjoy doing things by hand from time to time. So we must not forget that um, not everything has to be through technology and through on-screen um, apps and things like that. Um, you can do mind maps. Um, do, of course, do some research into mind maps because a lot of people think that mind maps are something that they're not. They're actually um, a very um, effective psychological technique of revision uh, developed by the late um, Professor Tony Buzan, who I happened to have a um, conversation with through an online meeting a few years ago, which I was very lucky to have. Um, and mind maps are actually um, very intricate revision tools, and they need to be structured in a certain way. For example, the branches need to start out thick and then become narrow. Colours are very important. Images are very important. So look into that. Um, they can be very, very effective revision tools. But again, students need training in how to build mind maps. And after they know how to build mind maps, they're then going to need training in how to put past paper questions onto mind maps with model answers. Often you'll have to shorten the questions and answers to put them onto mind maps or use images in place of words, for example. But they can be very effective. Look into using learning journals as well. Um, I will link to a blog post in this episode description, a very popular blog post of mine, all about learning journals. What these are basically are special notebooks or maybe an online um, website or a Google site or um, a Google Slides presentation, some kind of place where students record revision notes on a weekly basis. And the idea is that we as teachers check those notes every week. Um, very, very effective. And it also has the advantage of 
the fact that you as the teacher, you don't have to keep thinking of different homework to give students each week. Their homework every week is to do their um, learning journal. And if you collect them in on the same day every week, the students are less likely to forget this homework as well. So look into that. There's a blog post in this episode description, and it's very useful if the students can include, again, past paper questions and model answers in those learning journals. And the final thing as a framework for revision tools are, of course, online quizzes. I've already mentioned a few things like Blookit, uh, Kahoot, trying to think of a few others now. Um, Wow, I even wrote a blog post about this. Uh, So Blookit, Kahoot, Quizzes, Quizlet, very good online quiz tools that you can use to um, reinforce past exam paper questions and exam technique. It's best if you can create these quizzes with past exam paper questions word for word and then in the multiple choice answers in there somewhere should be the model answer from the mark scheme word for word. And if possible it's good to have a few different choices which are similar to the model answer but not quite the same. A good example is where you would use the exact language the exam wants in the model answer but then use non-specific language in the answers which are not correct. So for example the model answer could be the atom contains two protons and two neutrons. An incorrect answer could be it contains two neutrons and two protons. Now notice the subtle difference. In the first answer I said the atom. In the second answer I said it. And this is a very common problem students experience. They are often non-specific in their answers. So by reinforcing specificity through these online quiz apps, again you're giving students essential training in exam technique. Well, everybody, I do hope that that was a very useful um, podcast episode today. I will be publishing this on all platforms, so um, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the major platforms. I am very soon going to be moving to Amazon Music as well, so you'll be able to access this podcast there. Do please check out my very comprehensive blog for teachers. It's an amazing resource. I know I'm biased because it's my blog, but I think I'm justified in promoting this because it really is a hub containing hundreds and hundreds of blog posts with so many practical teaching tips. And you can find that at richardjamesrogers.com. That's richardjamesrogers.com. And if you want a great book to assist you with your classroom management techniques, why not check out my book on Amazon? Shameless plug, I know. But my book is called The Quick Guide to Classroom Management, 45 Secrets That All High School Teachers Need to Know. It's the winner of the reader's favorite bronze medal for nonfiction. And it's got a lot of great reviews out there. Um, UK Ed Chat, 9.5 out of 10. Um, lots of readers' favorite reviews, uh, reviews from influential bloggers. It's been on Book Cave, so uh, please do check that out. And until next time, guys, um, enjoy your life. Stay safe in these um, 
uncertain times we're in right now. And of course, get in touch with me if you have a request for an episode as well. I can be emailed at info at richardjamesrogers.com. And that's it for today. Thank you so much. Until next time. Bye bye for now.